George East Coast Cast. It's Wednesday. It's July 22nd. It's 2020. I'm Travis Bryant. Uh, and hopefully joining me as soon as he can will be Cameron Hawkins, uh, co host extraordinaire, our, our good friend here at the East Coast Cast, uh, first day or day one, all that. Um, but the phone lines, I have Kylan's on the line, so he was able to get through. Um, I have to assume Kylan is on as hard of a landline as you can get. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's, uh, uh, you know, stuck to the wall. Uh, you know, like, you, you know, you can you can only go so far to the cord. <laughs> Pulling them back 13 feet or whatever. Uh, but I'm trying to call in as my, like, backup deal and, you know, having a line. And... And I can't get through. It's just ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. It doesn't pick up and go, blog talk radio. And say, welcome to your show. You'll be on hold and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so I, 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 I have to be the the Kylan show? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, you know what? We're going to. We're going to try something here because I can call folks, right? And and if this happens, or assuming this works, we'll go ahead and, and give out all the info because you can't call in. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's the uh, what's the point? have reached the voicemail box of five one two seven four three two four four zero. You fucking scumbag! God damn it, Cam! I was trying to. Uh, sorry. Do I all this shit all on the air? Oh, Bill, you're dead. Don't be scumbag. Um, okay, so either that didn't work, or he's just like, I don't know who the hell this 
uh, Brooklyn number is. I think our, our, our number shows up either Brooklyn or somewhere in California. Uh, maybe if I'm persistent. It's always Blog Talk Radio. God damn it. Um, you know what? Let's, uh, hey, Kylan, um, is it true that you're one calling in on a rotary phone and, uh, and, and did you call in early or something? How, how'd you get through? I, I called in early and no, I am not on a rotary phone. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bye, man. Um, all right, well, Kylan's there, so we know uh, <clears throat> the connection at least at least works, and you folks can hear me, and I'm uh, you can hear me struggle through this thing. So let me let me by rote go through <laughs> the, the 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 contact info. Shit, you know what? If you can't uh, uh, call us, what a great time! To jump in and revitalize the the forgotten East Coast cast uh, chat room that that's open while this show is on, <laughs> or or just tweet the shit out of us at East Coast Cast. Uh, but let me run through it. So uh, since you can't call us at three four seven two zero two zero one zero three, you could drop us a voicemail uh, at four one five seven eight seven five two two nine. And I could, in a GIF, get that thing uploaded and, and, and have it. We have one from Brian in Phoenix. Anyway, but that's a that's a that's an idea. Uh, you only get three minutes. In this case, I'm, I'm usually always I'm saying, uh, you know, you got three minutes. Go go nuts. But as far as like having a conversation, like, well, you only get three minutes. To, but who wants to talk for three straight minutes? Um, but that's an option. So once again, the voicemail is. Four one five seven eight seven five two two nine. You can email us at at at, uh, <laughs> at East Coast Audio Show at gmail dot com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail dot com. You can tweet at us at East Coast Cast Twitter dot com slash East Coast Cast. My personal Twitter is at Travlord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. Let me see if he's saying anything in the Chat. Yeah, send me a text. Is this regular stuff? We find out. He forgot about us. Uh, at East Coast Cast, at Trav Lord, at Seahawk, C E E Hawk. Um, find us uh, at the last bashing of Get Adage. <clears throat> Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com uh, slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Give us a like there. Uh, tag your wrestling pals in, in the in the in the when you share us on your timeline. Get them involved. Spread the word that way. Um, okay, 
Let's uh, try this again. Him a text like, yo, pick up his name. Like three minutes ago. I should have did that. Maybe he'd have picked up on this track. Hmm. You have. Now, now I'm just hoping he's cool. Because, hmm. No correspondence with anybody. So, um, alright, that, that didn't work. <laughs> I'm struggling, folks. I'm sorry. Um, this is... Uh, I, I tell you all the time. Exposure City. Uh, get me on... This ain't back in the day when I was just... East Coast Audio Show. Just on the torch. Behind the paywall. Maybe 300 people listening to me. <laughs> you know, ramble. For an hour about impact or some shit. When, when Dre didn't show up. Or if I had to go by myself for whatever reason. Uh, but these days in particular, when I am off the product and not paying attention, the only thing I know about that I knew I wanted to talk about was Naomi Booker T um, and just to kind of the culture around the differences that, that are there. The, the, the Booker T uh, philosophy uh opposed to the Naomi fan culture. It's not even a, it's not a philosophy. It's a, it's your turn kind of, you deserve it, clap, clap, clap kind of thing that the fans sometimes deem, you know, put on certain acts. And uh, she's one of my favorites. And I understand certainly what Booker T is talking about. Uh, and, and her fans don't help. And they make asinine points on Twitter about time in and how that's supposed to guarantee you success. I was going to wait to get into since I'm talking about it. I am still of the opinion that Oksana, I don't say derailed her Naomi's career because it's that's uh, that's hard because it's like look where Naomi is. She's a superstar, and a, you know, name known certainly amongst wrestling fans, and whatever. She's she's well known. She sells merch, and she's popular. All those good things. Um, but if she would have gone on like it seemed, and I think it was the 2013 WrestleMania to win whatever the Davis championships back then, I think the trajectory of her career would have been different and it would have forced her. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she would just got an exposed. I kind of broke her face, dropped a knee on her in like <clears throat> March or February or something uh, like 2013 and broke her orbital bone or eye socket or something. And Naomi was out for four or five, six months, whatever it was, Miss WrestleMania, where she was seemingly, obviously going to win the, the Divas title. Uh, who would have been from that year? AJ Levine in 2013? Whatever. But 
it would have been a, 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 her deal and whatever. Especially a year after how they didn't get on the WrestleMania as the Funkasaurus X with uh, with the uh, Rogers. Uh, so it was kind of a, 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 a bit of a deal, big or small, but it was a deal. And and then she came back, and then she had the career she's had. But I think it would have been more off to the races, and she would have gotten uh, just kind of etched in management's mind or fans' mind. I don't even know how to really explain it, but I think there would have been a tangible difference if she would have, even in the opening match or the second match or WrestleMania, beat AJ Lee or whoever the women's champion was at, at Phoenix or whoever it was at that time. Uh, certainly wasn't that Phoenix. Um, uh, one, two, three. And had her moment, since we're, you know, that's the language of modern wrestling, and had her moment and just would have, again, like I said, it would have been a little more off to the races instead of this, you know, slow kind of, uh, well, she's, she's had to fight for every damn scratch and claw for everything. She's get herself over, all the glow, glow up, all that stuff is her idea, all that, you know, if the merch... If WWE gets a certain percentage of merch when they come up with ideas, like it should be. I hope if it's like totally your idea, they get you get way more of a creative percentage of the sales because all that blow up concept was hers, and I don't think that's even arguable. Uh, so again, it's, it's hard to say. You know, she's been held back or whatever, but she did. Certainly had to fight for everything, and certainly should have been um, pushed or pushed better at, cer- at certain points in her career over the last six or seven years. But Booker T is right, and that Twitter and fans in that in that sense, like. Are they spending the money? Like, and then I think they are. Like I said, her merch sales. I think she sells a good T-shirt and a good headband and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but in and of itself, you know, hashtags aren't uh, as a, as a pro wrestler. That's not something you should depend on. If it's, you can't look at certain. You can't look at the 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 exception and wonder why that's not a rule. Like, well, Naomi checks off all these boxes, and I would agree in so many cases. Uh, but she's not, as far as the, the roster that they have, she's not in the upper echelon of overall worker. And I guess you could argue that. I don't think it's even... Uh, question, like, who would you rather, you know, who would draw money or who would have a better match, just overall, everything. Like, Naomi's a performer. She's a good performer. Like, like they all are, in a lot of sense. And I mean, that off the board, like, that's just the culture. We're here to smiles on people's faces. But, but, Naomi and her work in ring is, you know, six years, seven years, ten years into the business, whatever she's actually been as a wrestler. Uh, she certainly has all her moves down. She's not green anymore, but she's still out there performing and putting chain moves, a, a chain of moves together, and 
you know, having a performance. Not a, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's not totally, oh yeah, Booker T is completely right because we've all seen social media help individual wrestlers. It's just not something that, as an individual wrestler, you can count on. Count on. It's like, if it happens, it happens. Certainly, if it happens in a organic, good way, and that doesn't antagonize a certain part of the fan base, certainly not management and how you're voicing your, you know, it's a difference in, uh, you know, screaming at management, push this person, than just showing up and yelling and screaming and spending money on that person. They'll get it. And if they don't, then, then I don't know. Now I'm, right. now I'm certainly definitely rambling but it's not a uh, I don't think it's a straight up and down you know Naomi stands are right or Booker T philosophy is completely correct like I'm sorry he's old and staunch and came up a certain way and don't understand how probably how certain shit works fully you know but can't depend on a hashtag or the you deserve it crowd because yeah that's yeah it's a slippery slope like do we uh, hit a five year ten year mark and, 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 and go okay now it's like a conveyor belt like don't don't fall into that mindset like the WWE, the management, the corporate mindset of we can turn this out. Not everybody is supposed to be. Not everybody is. Like, look at real sports. Could you imagine if every damn team in the last in the last 30 years, if, the, if 30 different teams have won Super Bowl? I don't like the Patriots, but, you know, fucking, I, I hate them because they won six goddamn titles in the last 20 years, sons of bitches. But I would certainly rather that than, <laughs> I don't know, it'd just be weird. Like, nobody really wants that, and, and it doesn't happen. It's just not how things shake out. Teams get good, and they're, are, yeah, and everybody doesn't get a turn. Like, Michael Jordan kept a lot of people from getting their fucking turns. Tom Brady kept a lot of people. I love the Eagles to have two championships right now in my lifetime instead of just the one they got uh, three years ago, two years ago. But McNabb and that 05 team came up short because Tom Brady fucking beat it. But, you know, he kept people from getting their turn. Donovan didn't get his turn. This guy, Matt Ryan, didn't get his turn. Who the hell else he beat? Kurt Warner didn't get his uh, second turn. Nothing there. Um, all this time, I still haven't still didn't text Cam like, hey, uh, I would have called you. <laughs> Craig's tweeting. He says uh, his Skype isn't working, so he had to go to the website. Maybe that's Cam's issue. Well, Cam's issue would just be calling in like uh, on a phone because the phone lines aren't working. Like I said, Kylan's the only person on hold. We usually have half a dozen people at least. Yeah, it was Cam. Speak of, speak of the devil. 
Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was explaining that uh, it's not letting me do my little backup thing, and I, I figured it was going to be a problem. And when Tywin was the only person populating the uh, the phone call, because you know he's tethered to directly to my bell, um, so he so he's on. But I, I couldn't call over my like landline, which is a VISP or whatever the fuck. And so I was trying to call you. So if you just start, if you just declined the like I don't know who you are. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I'm I'm that that shouldn't happen. Uh, like you shouldn't be able to call that. But if you see it in the next thirty seconds, that's going to be me. So pick up. Okay. All right. Yep. Hey, look at that. He had to know. Maybe he saw Cam's tweet or Craig's tweet. All right. Let's get this going. All right, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. What's happening? Cool, cool. <laughs> I'm about to tell everybody nice. if I see you. Send me your phone number and I can call you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not important if they want to get through. Then they, they will. They'll find a way. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know how much or if any of the show that you heard so far be going on, but... I talked a little bit, or, or a lot of bit, about the Naomi Booker T uh, dust up, if you want to even call it that. Yeah, uh, I think. Her. Yeah, I think the you know, um, knowing that you talked about, it, I'm not sure if this is going to add to the conversation, but I mean, kind of the biggest thing is, you know, like you can, you can kind of debate. Um. You know what you what you think about Naomi as a performer, like that can be subjective, right? But you know, I was at Royal Rumble, like I heard the building like explode for her. You know what I mean? I heard, and then we saw over the next few days, people who don't watch wrestling be into what they were seeing with her, and we kind of saw that not really lead to a whole lot. Um, and you know we know and her. That was the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we know, um, you know, sometimes SmackDown champ and who has been on the roster for so long, and like, people aren't wrong for wanting who they want to be pushed. Like that's wrestling. I really like this person. This is who I want to see. But that's just how it works. And, and then for you know for Booker T to kind of come in and say. You know, it's it's merit based, and isn't that it's like no, it's, it's really not. It's actually not merit based. Um, you come from an environment, you know, in WCW, where you know, for for better or for worse, none of it was merit based. It was who they thought would make them money. You know what I mean? And what says more about who would make you money than people going out of their way to say this is who they want to see? More, more prominent. Like it just, to me, it just spoke to what wrestling is. Like wrestling, absolutely, is a popularity contest. It should be. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a television show um, with a different cast of characters. And who can I make money with 
you know, at this moment, you know. So to see him go out of his way to be upset about a hashtag, about somebody who's 10 years in the game, who's, who's done X, Y, and Z, um, and he's yeah, some nerve with people. Cover was that, that why did it, yeah, why did it, because uh, it's not, people get support all the time on Twitter. They only get support on Twitter all the time. It's not uncommon for for someone to get support or for a hashtag to, to catch on. I want, like, what was it about this this one uh, uh, that that made it? And my, my point was that you can't, as a performer, as an act, as a wrestler, count on social media to get you across the finish line or to get you noticed or to get you, you know, but we can't act like it don't help or we've seen it work a million times, you know, plenty of times. Not every time. You can't count on that shit. Everybody ain't going to get, you know, sometimes it'll just piss people off or piss management off. Like, who's this guy to get this kind of support or is this, you know, this whatever. But this one, like, they don't need to, okay. Like, she does good things. She does good work. She sells a lot of shit. Like, what's, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you, you yeah. brought that part up. That he just I've, yeah, I've never seen to, to, to even comment. I've never seen Booker T uh, say that Braun needs to pay his dues more, and I've never seen Booker T champion Cesaro as uh, for the Universal Title. Like I haven't seen these things, you know. So. It's just it's it's hard to act like you want singling out somebody, um, and it just doesn't seem like there was any reason to do it. You know what I mean? It's, whew, it's a lot, and I think that you know what I liked was you know she is so positive. She's like you know thanks Booker I guess, and then Sasha was like yo don't listen to nobody. Uh, <laughs> Sasha told Naomi yo don't listen to nobody regardless of who it is. I was like, oh, okay, like that, like this is cool, and I get defended, but like, it's uh, it's disheartening, um, and it just kind of goes line for line with. It seems like these older, you know, black veterans, in particular with Booker T and Mark Henry, it seems like they are very much of the idea that the younger wrestlers need to pay dues in the way that they pay dues. Right. Um, and when I say the younger wrestlers, I'm specifically saying the younger black wrestlers. They need to know their place, and they need to earn something. And it's like, well, I mean, they made it to WWE. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're already here. They've been heavily involved in things that are going on. When they point out something that may not be fair, or when their fans point out something that may need closer examination and your first response is to talk about what they're doing wrong or what they're missing, like, you got to take that as an affront. And, you know, I drew parallels to that, you know, being something that, and it's not every black person over, you know, 40 or 50, but it's a thing that you see. It's very much a, I pulled myself up or I had to deal with, Racism and bigotry, and so you should too. No, right, right. So, 
wouldn't it be a disservice to what you went through if I have to go through the same fucking thing? Like, what's the point? Like, why yeah. do I have to pay a due in that? In, I mean, everybody has to pay dues. I usually say fuck a due, but, you know, in some sense, people typically pay dues, but that's not even... But why would you want to... <laughs> I, well, I, I, you know... My best of my parents beat me, so I beat my kids. They like, well, did you like getting beat? Did it make you not be a scumbag? Did, didn't you end yeah. up going to jail or smacking around, you know, doing shit and not other that problem with the with beating the kids or got beat? But like, how does that? I don't understand saying I went through this pain, I went through this struggle. You should too. No, it should be, I went through this struggle, I went through this pain, so the next generation, so the people coming after me, so my children or whoever we talk about doesn't have to. What the fuck? Yeah. They're having a building platforms and shit. That's that crab in the barrel ass just fucked exactly up. Exactly what it is. The kind of, you know, deeper level than just a couple of guys talking on radio show can, can can deal with. That's a mindset that is ingrained in a people, in people. I don't even say of people, but certainly of people. Certainly it's ingrained in us to, to, to take to scraps and pain is to be expected and trauma is okay and that shit isn't. And when you see good things happening, you should feel like, oh, I'm going to leave a fucking legacy of positivity and a foundation and another platform that got built upon, and they will build upon that. That's how you build generational whatever. Well, uh, well well-being? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, yeah, that's 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 tough, especially me. Yeah, thinking about, it, I didn't even really like uh, again hearing having a different voice. It's like you just why do you think that way? It's just fundamental. So, and I don't think his argument, like I said earlier, when I'm by myself, I don't think his argument is completely should be shoved aside, even if it comes from a place of you know, trauma or stupidity or whatever you want to call it. Like, you shouldn't depend on social media. Hashtag, like, hashtags aren't a way to fucking get over. They are, but they aren't a way that you should be just thinking you should, you're going to depend on or run to or anything like that. It's a thing that if it happens, it happens, and that's how you should. And then capitalize on it if it does fully and, and wholly. But For sure. This, uh, but, but what's the thing about it? Again, the, the bigger point is this is somebody who has been the focal point of the division twice. <laughs> like that's that's the biggest issue. Like, like, like the the his point is a hundred percent correct. He's using it towards somebody it doesn't apply to. And, yes. and it's why are you using it toward this person? That's that's the conversation. Like yeah. Why, yeah. Why did you feel the need to bring it up with somebody it doesn't apply to? And why does it seem like? You're making it a conversation about somebody needing to do more when they're doing everything that you can do. 
and has done, like, they have a track record of doing. Like, it's, it's not new to them. So it's not like, hmm, yeah. can we count on them? It's like, well, you got six, seven, eight years of, <laughs> of, of counting on them and them being there and, and, and getting exactly. over it. Again, selling a lot of shit and getting those kinds of reactions. Um, so, okay, so the, to, to wrap this up a little bit, um, at least for now, uh, I talked about her career being, I hesitate saying derailed because, you know, she was fine. She's, you know, doing okay career-wise. But Oksana breaking her face in 2013 and derailing that what was seemingly going to be a, wrestle, a big WrestleMania you know, win for her, uh, would that have made a difference? Would we be having a different conversation in 2020, if in 2013 she beats AJ Lee or whoever women's cha- or whoever the Divas champion was, like does that even matter? Uh, like, am I putting too much into it? Or I'm thinking more psychologically. Like, she has her big moment at WrestleMania. Management sees that it's a different mindset going forward because she had real momentum uh, in 2013 leading up to that. That's why I think it was so obvious she was gonna. Uh, I think she might even had the title shot before before she uh, got hurt or was injured by Oksana. She didn't get hurt. She dropped a fucking knee on her entire faceplate. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, Miles and, and the, off the street. <laughs> Put them in a wrestling ring. I'll so, counter with. It's just like she had her own belt. Like oh yeah oh I talk about the glow shit like how if, yeah. if, if, if the cut of merch is more, is less if, you, if WWE fully just comes up with some shit and just put your name and likeness on it you should if that's one thing if you completely come up with a whole concept and probably design half if not all of the shit yourself um, yeah I was like I hope she gets all of the <laughs> as much of a cut of that as she can she deserves that part. Yeah, I think yeah, even if it came a bit later for her, um, it still got to the point where you know it's it's about as high as it can get. And so yeah, as you know, think about when just and I'm getting into counterfactuals and all that. I hope Craig's listening, but think about when the influx happened in 2014 and 15. Mm-hmm. Is she she was? It was more like. Oh, push, and nobody wanted to push Naomi out of the side. It was more like, oh, she can work. But imagine if in 2014 and 15, when that Divas Evolution, Revolution, wherever, when that, that happened, the thing, she was clearly like the, what, the person, the woman in the division for Charlotte to come in and for. Uh, 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 Sasha Banks to come in and feud with or uh, ally with or whatever. I just think it could have been uh, diverging. You know, again, like you said, she got there, but it could have been so much, so much more or better or sooner. And then it just builds on itself. If, mm-hmm. Well, she's a part of that influx and it's a, it is, nobody thinks of the Divas or ever, the Women's Revolution in 2014 and 15 and really associates that with Naomi. It's all the new, the new women, and maybe AJ Lee, who who bought it about in a way, and then and then left to kind of have things, uh, see things flourish. 
Um, you know, but if she's a part of that in 2014 and 15, uh, would, you know, just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. A lot of what-ifs, and you can't what-if yourself to to death, but... Um, yeah. Okay. What other um, what other stories are worth talking about? I mean, you know, we're coming off of uh, of Extreme Rules. Um, I caught, uh, you know, most of it. I think that Oscar Sasha was the standout match on that card. Um, you know, it goes to a non-finish. Uh, Bailey. Take the shirt off the ref who's blinded, uh, counts the pin, and, you know, yeah, and then the next night, you know, they say that uh, Bailey, or not, yeah, Bailey's, uh, you know, pinfall count didn't count, and so Oscar's still champion. We're getting a rematch uh, this coming Monday between the two of them. Um, you had Dolph, uh, Dolph lose to Drew. Uh, it, it, what I thought was actually. You know, pretty good match. Like the stipulation was interesting. Having a the challenger is under the extreme rules uh, set of rules and can't be disqualified or canon out, but the champion can. But they did a pretty good job with that. I think that you know I, I give Dolph a hard time, but you know when, when the match is going, he's pretty good in the match. Just him being in that spot all the time rarely makes sense because of how they treat him when he's not in the main event. But you know whatever. Um, you know, I thought that uh, Bray Wyatt Braun Strowman was a dud. I thought it was an absolute dud. Um, was another and my issue with it. Finish, oh, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the finish was them fighting in the water, uh, looking like Braun won, and the scene popping out and essentially drowning him and coming out of the water. And, and my issue with it is like. It's not even so much that finish. My issue with the whole thing is um, Braun Strowman was a part of the Wyatt family and then wasn't part of the Wyatt family. And they presented that match like it was some long, twisting story about Braun being, you know, under... Bray's spell and having to do all these evil things for him and uh, eventually breaking free and yeah and I'm like that's not that is not what was presented you know like Braun just happened to be a guy with them and did some some wrestling things so they were like okay bring up the big guy from the fucking stupid tango or banjo line or whatever the hell those things are called uh, from the conga line yeah Chacha line. Yeah, Congo line. <laughs> yeah, Congo. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they really treated it like it was this, like, long cult story. Uh, they, you, you know what they treated it like? They treated it like a deeper version of the relationship between Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. Which wasn't and, even... Which, which yeah, which ran, deep. like, a couple of weeks. And Bryan didn't even really do anything. Like, it was... Yeah, they, they they tried to make a larger story out of something that you know was never presented as that, and uh, you know I'm with the camera cuts and Bray being tied up and uh, Braun being tied up and Bray talking about what he can get out of him and him being distracted by Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail. 
Like what? That's not. Huh? Okay. Okay. Like, like the reason that the Undertaker and AJ worked as well as it did. And again, I'm said I'm not a fan of of the match part of that. But the reason that worked as well as it did, and the reason that Firefly Funhouse worked as well as it did, is that the Undertaker is an enduring character for 30 years. Like, there's an actual... Fucking 20-year national veteran. Sure, sure. But but, but specifically, there's, there's a mythos to the Undertaker where you and I could sit here and talk about eight different times The Undertaker did the craziest thing ever. Like, we can talk about Bad Blood. We can talk about the casket match. We can talk about putting Austin on the cross. We can talk about... We can talk about, yeah, buried alive. Like, we can instantly call out these things. With John Cena, we can talk about... uh, what? Ruthless aggression. We can talk about freestyle rapping. We can talk about never going heel. We can talk about uh, Zack Ryder. We can talk about CM Punk. We can talk about The Rock. Like All those things we can literally talk about as separate entries into the long character of, or like into the long story of these characters, right? And these are things that they drew on for those matches. Braun Strowman doesn't have that. And it's not a knock on Braun Strowman. It's just not how he's been presented. So when you give me a 20, 25-minute match that's supposed to take me through, like, all the different feelings about this person's career, it doesn't work. Like, Braun wore a mask. Then he was, like, unstoppable. Yeah, like you said, Congo line guy, guy in the black mask. Well, that doesn't count. We didn't focus on him. We only know him really when he showed up. It's only hindsight when we go, oh, that's well, sure. Know, Look, that's the thing. I'm adding a thing that's not there to try to make it okay. sound better. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> God, who went nuts on Roman Reigns. Took you from the conga line to the, because that would be stupid. Yeah. Would, yeah. Would be guy, guy who went nuts on Roman Reigns and guy we have now. Like, that's the whole story, you know? So to make. Like to, to try to add, they're not good enough at writing comics to do a Batman in year one. And it's, it's what they tried to do. Because Braun's story has not been told, like, heavy enough to where when you go add all this backstory, it makes sense. That's not what you presented. So, to me, the match falls flat. Because at the end of the day, what is a cinematic match, Travis? It's a bunch of kicks and punches. Like, it's yeah, a fight. Yeah, camera shots. It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if what you're trying to add to it is that, you know, there's all this stuff uh, in the story that we can that we can touch on, that we can call back to all these Easter eggs. That's what they tried to do, and it didn't work because there are no Easter eggs. It was inauthentic, so it did not work for me. So I think that that show, like, it, you kind of give it a thumbs up because again, Sasha Oscar's strong. True Dolph is strong. Everything else is just that. You're right. And then, dumbass uh, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. There are people who really, really like that. Like, I, and I'll, I'll say, like, I'm not saying, like, I rarely say people are wrong for liking something in wrestling. Like, it, it's subjective. Like, you like what you like. 
It was stupid. Like, the premise of the match was dumb. Um, the way they did the finish with Rey Mysterio having the Mr. Mr. Potato eyeball hanging out was stupid. Um, I don't... Like, Seth is all dialed in on this. And, and, like, the action was good. Like, I understand the the issue was saying the action in that good was match or an action in that match was good, but you're not a fan of the match, but it was just dumb. Like there was no reason to, to blind a guy. Like Seth is they've had him be so many different characters and he seems all in on this. But if I think the character is dumb, I can't be a fan of it. No. Like he's doing this to make Raw better, but it's really for him. Like I, I don't yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, for the for the not the longest, but certainly for the last few months, uh, Raw had been the heads and shoulders, you know, better better show of, of, of the two. Certainly of Raw and SmackDown. I think NXT was always consistently. It, it seems like it's a fight to the bottom uh, in the last. The last month, it's extreme rules build. Just everything I would hear about it. I, I said three weeks ago we're either going to get a screwball Seth runs away finish, or we're going to get some kind of nonsense dumbass fake eyeball that's going to make everybody go, "Why do I watch this shit?" And they went with the uh, I'd rather Seth run away and deal with that level of. You know, they booked themselves into a corner and they literally ran, just ran away. Like, okay, that's better than an eyeball. That's better than a potato head eyeball. <laughs> because it's like you're going to get the screenshots, you're going to get that HD. I mean, it's all in HD. Man, like, it's just, there's no good way to do this. Unless you pop the guy's eye out, like I suggested last week, ready to take over the team. Yeah. But yeah. Anything else on that card worth uh, the and the good way we're talking about? Yeah, not really. I mean I mean Cesaro and Nakamura beat the new day. Um that did happen. For the tag titles? Uh, yeah, for the tag titles. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh so Cesaro I think he's been tag team champion with like five different partners now or something crazy like that. Like, he's like Billy Gunn, but good. Well, Kofi, before he got with New Day, had, had a bunch. Yeah. He had he got Punk, Punk, and he got Truth, and Kevin <laughs> Bourne, and... Yeah. And obviously, New Day, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's too bad that that, 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 that show was... I didn't hear anything good coming out of that show. Nothing. Everything was the eyeball and the swamp match. And and it was all left bad to sucks. And the eyeball thing, I think people said sucked. And again, it was probably a decent match. Decent to good match. Good action. You're overwhelmed by a shitty gimmick finish. And then it kept, nothing else could hold up uh, underneath that. It wasn't like it was built on this solid undercard of 
<laughs> you know, action and, and swamp adventure. Like, they had a chance to. They painted themselves into a car. I can't imagine after your, you know, two hours or whatever that show, and then it's like main event time, and Ray and Seth come out. It's like, how do you save this show? It's like, we might as well take a giant shit. Or have at least have a giant <laughs> shit of a finish. Yeah, like the, uh, oh, you know, we your oh. best match as a non-finish. Like that's that's not that's not a great indicator of, of how good your show is. I think this brief. I gotta scroll back to Sunday, but it's worth. Uh, okay. Uh, so it started with. Um, and a meme of Alex Jones, and it says Vince McMahon after Extreme Rules. <laughs> and it's Alex Jones saying, "I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of retarded." Uh, and, then, and then, and then I said, "What happened?" I saw Twitter going nuts, and a fake eyeball. What else? He says, "Probably legit, the worst show ever. Like bad finish after non-finish after stupid bad, super bad finish." And I said, "Wow." I said, worse than December to dismember. Because, I mean, you know, I'm one of, you know, everybody talks, oh, worst ever, best ever. Anything ever, I'm immediately suspicious. He says, yeah, way worse. The swap match was horrible in the main event. There was no. And it was the main event. There was no. Yeah, way. that's, that's oh, the wait, problem. That was like, the main event? Oh, yeah, oh, what's the champion? I'm main event. Keep forgetting uh, Braun, the, the champion. I'm like, who's the champion in this main event? But, yeah. right. Um, and there was no finish. Wow! Like the whole thing. Was, I mean, Ron pulled up in a truck. Counted, counted the pin like, for Sasha, and apparently that stands. Yeah. Apollo, Apollo crew has COVID, so MVP got handed the title. Uh, the eyeball thing was a goddamn disgrace. He <laughs> says you can tell Pritchard is in charge with all the bullshit and cheesiness. And Ziggler in the WWE title match is never a good thing. Uh, I'm sure there's more, but my brain is trying to erase this whole show. So that was my, like, soon as the show ends, first person I heard give up the side to say, oh, it looks like eyeball. Like, of course, Kevin Owens and Murphy was good. Because, of course. Sure. You know, like... I would, I would, uh, I would be surprised if they weren't. Yeah, I mean, New Day, Cesaro... And Nakamura, of course, like that was good. These are good matches, but like Bailey and Nikki Cross was fine, but not like a standout match. You know what I mean? Right. And, and put that on SmackDown, and we would have been okay. Yeah, and then the rest of the matches are just like again, like to me, dumb match in order, like dumb match, non-finish, fine, dumb match, dumb finish. And so in order, that's uh, Seth and Ray, Oscar, Sasha Banks, Drew Dolph, and Bray Braun. So every title match, save for uh, uh, the tag title match, was either Ann or Bay. Like, yeah. But, but again, I, I don't want to, as bad as I talk about Dolph, I actually think Dolph Drew was pretty good. Okay. 
but yeah, yes, like, it's, it's I, I wouldn't expect it. Ever I wouldn't be go back I'd be surprised if it wasn't like this. Yeah, that's, uh, like, that's fine. Like match wise, quality wise, mm-hmm. like I would expect them to. But Dolph Ziggler and a pay per view title match, like that match would have been fine on Raw in the main event, but on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's I know it's tough, but it ain't that damn tough. <laughs> Fuck, I'm glad I ain't even gonna give them a, 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 a bit of room because creatively, it's like you said, like like my man Mike said, it's you can tell it's this cheesiness. You got these old ideas that weren't good when they were new, probably. Um, I I I don't understand. I don't get Vince McMahon. I don't understand. It's it's just I just have to assume his his brain doesn't work the way it used to. I I, I can't. I can't. Otherwise, there's no there's no other reason. What old person that's still in charge of a thing gets worse like that? If anything, you just like fucking coast off of like what you know works. Like, why are you like who <laughs> making bad decision after bad decision after terrible creative decision after stupid and asinine and dumb creative decision? What else can you think besides, well, maybe his fucking brain doesn't function that well anymore, or at least like it used to? Creatively, at least. I don't want to talk about anything cognizant or any, you know, slandering man in that way. But creatively, he ain't got it. And a lot of people would have told you 20 years ago when people were, like, calling him a genius and all that kind of shit, creative genius, that, yeah, he, you know, like, he's just very good at focusing people with good ideas or or mm-hmm. current ideas if they're not necessarily good. I don't think Vince Russo had a ton of good ideas. They just were worked in the time and it's in their time. And listening to and taking a chance. But even that, he was forced into like, hey, you're about to go out of business. You want to try something different? Like, okay. I don't think if they we told him today it's, he wouldn't believe us, but if, they, if he got himself in a financial situation where they went, you're going to go out of business if you don't do different, do things differently. Here's how the world works in 2020, 2025, or whenever it really happened. I'm not sure he could do what he did in 1997, 1996, and start making, take, and start turning things around and, and, and looking at the world and going, okay. People want edgy stuff. Things, you know, people certainly certainly don't want cheese and fucking camp. They want titties. They want outrageous stuff happening. Spontaneous fights breaking out. Gang warfare. You know, just what the culture was. Yeah, I don't think he could do that 25 years later. I think he would go out of business. Somebody would swoop in and sell it at the last one. I don't know. I don't think he could creatively make the changes or put people in the 
places and give them the freedom and power to, 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 to implement what would need to be done. Uh, all right, let's, uh, we've made the man wait long enough. Let's, let's talk to Kylan since he's our one and only <laughs> lowly caller of the, uh, of the show. Kylan, you, uh, pressure's on, man. You gotta have a, oh, and you got the fucking echo. God damn it. Uh, ask your question then. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put you on mute. What up? Can you hear, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. when when come back into the the large arena settings, will we get any kind of on air uh takeover angle to signify any big changes? Or will we have to continually suffer with cinematic hot garbage juice until Vince McMahon either magically retires or croaks in 25, 30 years? Signing that man, God like. That is up front of you. Um, I'm not wishing that man any kind of demise, but this man is around in 30 years. God, I'm I'm probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to say if I'm around in 30 years, let's we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. Okay, so this on its face and as an idea cinematic matches and concept matches or whatever aren't hot garbage jumps. I'm sure the swamp match might have been. Was that a cinematic? I mean, I have to assume it was. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, that's the one precious in your head, and yes, it, it was terrible. And they all haven't, you know, been great. And I asked a couple of weeks ago, or maybe somebody asked on the email, uh, thinking that was it, what it was. Are they going to run this? Are they going to run this gimmick out? And we already had since WrestleMania. They were was like, "Ooh, that five and four months," and we went through it. So, uh, yeah. How do you how do you keep that fresh? And then when you two put two big clods in a swamp, like that's supposed to be. I didn't see it, so I can't say, but but so much, right? What do you expect is going to happen? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's just when it happens, what's the thing that we said? They are going, the worst thing that could happen was for it to be well-received because they're mm-hmm. going to run it into the dirt. That's just a WWE thing, and that's nothing to exactly. do with <laughs> you know, cinematic matches or crit- that's just what they do. They typically they're late, and then they're you know then they find something that works. They worse than me. 
you know, eight years later on Skyrim, and I'm just telling, talking to people like it's new. You know, you can be a Khajiit. They're cat people, and they're from Cyrodiil. Like, motherfucker, I knew that in <laughs> Elder Scrolls 1, man. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, like, you, you're not, you know, new. new. Um, so, I, yeah, I, Vince magically, cro- or, yeah, it's just hard to talk about without being crass and just saying, why don't you die already? Because you know he's not going to sell or step down anyway. So, uh, Kylan, what else you got? Unmuted. Um, what, what do you think is next for Rain the Orchard? Interesting to to think about that that Orton, for some reason, 
sees no one in the crowd. <laughs> what did you say? The people he can't stand aren't there? Yeah, everybody he doesn't like is that, that, that's probably a that's probably a very apt way of thinking about Rand, how Randy Orton thinks of the fans. Yeah, as a whole, yeah, I can't stand him. And that's uh, and that's and he probably has every absolute reason to to, to think that. But uh, but still, yeah. But he's um but he's been on. You know what I mean? I think that you know if this doesn't work out, you know there are. There are people for him to for him to do this. Um, because there's no, I mean, roster split. I guess it's what even is that, right? Um, but yeah, there are people for him to to get into it with. Like there's Beth, Kevin Owens, there. So there are ways to go about it if it's not Drew specifically. Um, yeah, I, but I, I think that that match is probably going to be really good when they get to that point. All right, and there's no need to, uh, need to really stretch this thing out. So let's listen to Brian Brian's uh, voicemail, and we can wrap things up on that note. So here's Brian's voicemail from the day. Hey, Travis. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Rich. This is Brian from Phoenix Calling. Hopefully you have a really great day. So I mentioned about this uh, during one of my other voicemails. I am looking forward to the Hurt Business now, now that Lashley and MVP and, um, of course, joining, Sheldon Benjamin joining as well, like they have a name. But the one thing about this crew, Travis um, and Cam, is that they're all kind of, I hate to say it, they're all kind of old. If you think about it, and well, actually, and I looked it up, is that all the three of them were active in WWE back in 2006. So, what, again, age is relative for wrestling, as we all know. As some people peak earlier or later than others. So, age isn't a huge deal. But then if you go back to they're all active back then, what we need to do is actually add another person in there who's pretty young. So, I'm looking forward to that. And I know that you're going to also talk about, about the Naomi controversy. I'm a huge fan of Naomi. I've been in uh, several house shows where she blew or the crowd blew up when she came out. So, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about what Booker's, Booker T's, I should say, responses to um, Naomi, give Naomi a chance, um, hashtag that flew off. So, I hope you both, um, both Cam and um, Travis, have a really good night. Hey, Rich, and hey, Craig, and thanks a lot for listening and having my voicemail. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, so I think we uh, thoroughly, at least uh, in my opinion, covered uh, the uh, Naomi Booker T stuff. That's a that's a weak ass hashtag though. Like, give, is was that the hashtag? Give Naomi a chance. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just not. It just doesn't ring true. It's like, she's and I know what they mean. Like, I I, I know what they mean, but like she's there. She's had dozens of chances. Not. Uh, yeah, this isn't the act to get that. She's not the act, the act to get that particular hashtag. But again, um, uh, the first part. What did he say? Uh, what the hell. Fuck, um, right? Yeah, listen to it. Hey, Travis. Hey, Cameron. <laughs> hey, Rich. This is Brian from Phoenix calling. Hopefully, you have a really great day. So I mentioned about this uh, during one of my other voicemails. I am looking forward to the Hurt Business now, now that oh, right. Lash. Um, uh, interesting name, Hurt Business. 
Yeah, we're in the hurt business. I, I like the yeah the uh, the 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 play on what they be in the group now. Trans, yeah. I don't know how much of Raw you watched, but uh, Ron Simmons was like they have this one scene where Lashley and MVP are talking in the background uh, or backstage. Simmons comes up to him and is like, yo, like, you know, there's a way to do all this. Like, this ain't the way. That happens. He walks off. And ain't nobody showing respect. He walks off. Truth walks in and, like, kind of busting on MVP for just awarding himself a title because Apollo's out. Um, and MVP's like, yo, he wants the 24-7 champion to join us in the ring. And uh, Truth is like, yo, I'm not going to the ring with y'all. Like, because uh, the storyline is that Lashley put Apollo out with the four Nelson. I'm just like, I don't want that to happen to me. Then Shelton Benjamin attacked him from behind, pins him, and is a 24-7 champion. And then he goes out. Yeah, he goes and out to the ring. <laughs> exactly. Then they go to the ring. They lose a six-man to Ricochet. Uh, what? In the returning Wait, softball what? You put the fucking group together and they yeah. they yeah. lose the day they're fucking put together? Yeah. They get a name and then they lose. Yeah. I'm pretty sure X Factor, like Just Incredible, Xbox and Albert got a win before they uh yeah. <laughs> We don't got a family. Yeah, and it was, you know, a couple wins and shit before they started jobbing everybody at sight. Yeah, it's right. Um, yeah, it was actually Naomi deserves better. Was a hashtag. Um, so a bit more okay. Okay. on the nose. Um, that's more. In, that yes, that's very yes, that works. Not that I'm the hashtag judge, but just you know, I'm trying to grab people. And, you know, she got to be real and hit hard and hit true. And you want people going, eh, is that really? Did she get there? Yeah. But, yes, just, yes, that's that's fact. But, okay. Thank you for whoever. You said very clear that affected you. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, yeah, so, because, you know, Ali returned. And, and he's going to stop Ali again because they stopped being idiots. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And... You know, that's like, I can't think of a segment that, if you run those two together, like, ever had more black people involved at once. Like, you start off with three, you bring in one, you remove one, but then you add two more. And the crux of it is all Apollo's U.S. title. Like, it was a lot. All right, and to think Truth not going to have a response in some way, him and Shelton Benjamin aren't going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, like Shelby on right now, he looks great. He's wrestling great. Um, he's just like really good as a heel. He's really good as a cocky heel. Um, like not everybody can be athletic heel, but you know he has the the good strikes and good kicks and good athletic way to cut off babyface. Um, he, he looks good with them so far. So yeah, um, that, that that stuff's all pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, they lost in their first night out. How much fucking credibility did they have? Also, 
They might they might not think it is. They might not think it. That's the first thing I Yeah, it matters at least to me. Um mm-hmm. okay, cool. But 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 again, good name. Uh certainly uh different levels of being able to communicate with all three different guys. Uh you know, from not really to really good and and somebody in the middle. Uh, so they'll be able to get their point across, certainly, in promos and interviews. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting going forward. Um, all right. Um, I don't have much more to add. I don't have, I'm just not plugged in. And that's, that's what me. I didn't even do my cursory Usually in the day or so lead up to Wednesday, I read some articles. Fuck it, look at the torch. <laughs> read a Zach Haydorn column or something. I didn't even do that this week. And the worst week to do it when we don't have nobody to cover for me. Call it, you know, call it wide. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll go ahead and end things there. I appreciate everybody that uh, that listened in or, or or tried to call. Um, thanks for Craig fact checking on uh, on Twitter. Uh, thanks for uh, Cam jumping in uh, when you could, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, show the free folks. Or sorry, or ride in there for free folks VIP. Uh, click over, Rich and I'll be by for another uh, hour or so of, of content. We've got uh, book club. We've got uh, NXT and AEW Dynamite reviews. So chime in if you can. Um, until next time, that's Cam. I'm Trav, and we out.